0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sappio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems
1: faced in our community. Good morning, everybody. I've got a lively crowd. This is Frank Wolf, WNYAthletics.com, filling in for Tony Calagere for possibly the last week. Uh, Francis Beck is going to take over next week so I'm out. But anyways, this week's show. Um, we have Cheektawaga Girls Bowling, the state champion, the only state team from uh, the only team from Chiktawaga that's ever won a state championship. They're in studio Tom Prince is here to talk baseball. Francis Beck, my sidekick at WNY Athletics is here. Uh, we're live streaming today. We got Vic Nazo, class of 96, Ken West. Hockey is here. Used to play for Brooks at UB, Clarence coach yeah, all-time leading goal scorer in UB hockey for international play at a hatch against Kanazawa, Japan. They came here. Anyways, um, Tony Caljuri is supposed to be checking in just a little bit. Did you say morning, y'all?
2: Yeah, I did say morning, Can you do y'all. it again?
1: Yeah, Derek's I think Tony's in, right? Is that what you're saying, Derek?
2: Yeah, look at me when I'm trying to talk to you, Frank.
1: <laughs> I've been doing this for like a month and a half, and I've unfortunately never really been on the same page with Derek at the beginning of the show. It's a major fail, and probably while I'm being replaced quickly. But the Tony Caligiri is on the line. He's going to give us an update on his broken wings. Tony, good morning. How are you?
3: How you doing, Frank?
1: I'm doing fine, but I miss you.
3: I miss you guys as well. Where's my morning y'all from, Roger?
1: Roger is in the car on his way to the Butler-Mitchell All-Star Game. Uh, the girls are tipping off at 1230. The boys are tipping off at
3: 2. Okay. <laughs> well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm calling in with an update. I've got some good news for you
1: what you're bringing pizzas in two weeks
3: i will be back uh tentatively i should be back in two weeks i went to the doctor thursday and uh he removed one brace uh on the arm that i that i was operated uh first that was my left uh opened up my right brace a little bit more so now i can fully extend with my left hand and just about fully extend with my with my right. I'm able to do a lot more things as far as taking care of myself, and uh, I'm just excited that the nightmare is finally uh, just about over. And uh, on the 19th, I'll go back, and they'll give me uh, full clearance to return to work. Uh, the kind of bummer thing is, is, and I didn't know that this was going to happen, I was under the impression that I would be at full strength Probably towards the end of June, he said, "No, that's when you can start lifting two pounds at a time." So he said, "About a year away."
1: Mm-hmm. Two pounds at a time, so that's two bocce pizzas. Mm-hmm. I think
3: a bocce pizza is <laughs> more than two pounds.
1: <laughs> One bocce pizza, either way. It's, well, that's
3: good news. That's encouraging. Yeah, it, it is, and I, I want—I just can't wait to get back to work, get back to talking high school sports, <clears throat> and uh, and seeing you guys and. Uh, you won't be in this. Oh, well, yeah, you'll be back when I come back, right?
1: Of course, absolutely. Are you kidding? I'm gonna roll out the red carpet for you. We might even have Chili Billies in if he's listening, he may show up with the ice cream truck.
3: That'd be nice. That'd be it really would be nice.
1: <laughs> he's uh, long overdue for that. I, I keep reminding him.
3: You guys have to get me up to speed on, on everything that's gone on. Uh, for the longest time, I wasn't able to keep track of anything, it was very difficult. I couldn't <clears throat> computer, I couldn't, uh, You know, do searches through my phone. It's just the pain was so much there that, you know, anytime I went to try to, you know, do anything like scrolling, it hurt too much. So I couldn't, couldn't do it. Wanted to concentrate on getting better. And, uh, I'm just, I'm just so thankful that this is almost over. Yeah.
1: I mean, you can see the light now.
3: Yeah. And, you know, anybody that's gone through, uh, you know, tendon, uh, repairs knows that it's very difficult. Uh, i've had it done before on my shoulder twice, and uh but having both arms down at the same time it was extremely difficult,
1: man, oh man, it looks like you skied the k twelve yeah, <laughs> you got it, you got the reference, not too many other people did, but you got it
3: i'm i 'm ready for uh flag football in fact, if anybody's interested, we are still uh accepting players if you go to uh, NFJFC.com, Niagara Falls area, you want to play flag football, as well as, uh, or you can go to NASA's website and uh, check out if, uh, in your area to see if your little league has or is offering flag football. So sign up. Sign Nikki up for, uh, baseball, and it it's funny because, uh, guy who I coach football with is uh, the coach for the baseball at Cayuga Little League, and he uh, sends me a message, and he says, Hey, Tone, uh, we're going to be called the Yankees. <laughs> and trying to break the news to my son, who's a diehard Red Sox fan, that he's going to be called the Yankees, so I told the coach, I said, Wow, Nicky's jaw just dropped. He goes, Never mind, I changed the name to Cubs. <laughs> that made his day.
1: <laughs> very good. very good. Well, Tony, you know, obviously we've missed you. We'll bring you up to speed when you get back in a couple of weeks. That's... Probably the best news we've had on the show in a while, so uh, congratulations, and we're almost at the end of the tunnel. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.
3: You got it, Frank. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you then.
1: Anytime. Thanks, Tony.
3: All right. Bye-bye. I dumped the call.
1: First time ever. Poor Tony. Derek, I'm good now, right? I can go on with the show. Excellent. Well, Derek Kramer's producing the uh, WGR Inside High School Sports this week, and he's here all day because he's got Nate Geary coming up at 11 o'clock. But before we do that, Francis, I know you got some news and notes why don't you tell us what you had? What happened this past right. week? First, a big
2: shout-out to uh, St. Francis High School Athletic Director and Head Football Coach Jerry Smith. He spent his break by taking 14 of his kids throughout New York State visiting 15 colleges, anywhere, everywhere from UB to St. John Fisher, Utica, University of Albany. Uh, so big shout-out to him for his commitment to that program. I don't know of another coach who – they may have went with their kids on vacation, or I shouldn't say vacation, on break. You know, going to play games, but he actually drove them around the state. That's a especially in this weather. So, huge kudos to him. Uh, Williamsville North on Wednesday, April eleventh. That's coming up. Um, four kids are going to be signing their letters of intent. Uh, Rachel Juno will play field hockey at Scene Hill University. Kevin Haplern will play golf at Damon. Donovan Reed will play soccer at Mercyhurst. And then Vincent Canizario will join him by wrestling at Mercyhurst.
1: Very good. Do you have more?
2: Yeah, I do have more. And I saw Frank coming in. He had this huge Notre Dame hat. Yes. And there is another Western York connection. Dennis Gilbert, alum of St. Joe's, is on the blue line for the Fighting Irish, and he'll be playing in the national championship tonight. against Minnesota Duluth. Um, We have uh, Jared Benson from Canisius. He uh, committed to Morrisville. And then from Kenmore East, my alma mater, Serena Sordetto, has committed to SUNY Corland.
1: She put Kenmore West on her application. I doubt that. All right. Well, sticking with Kemore East, they're hosting the Jim McNally Zone Run Clinic on Saturday, April 28th. It's an all-day event, 9 to 5, open to all coaches. There's no fee to attend. Uh, just email Bulldogs head coach Pat Veltri, pveltri, at ktufsd.org to reserve your spot. Registration deadline is April 24th. There's something up on the Facebook page. You can refer to that uh, if you want to register. And then sad news out of Section 5. It seems like every show the last month we've had nothing but sad news. We lost another coach, legendary football coach Werner Kleeman, passed away at the age of 76. He was at Rush Henrietta from 72 to 85, um, combined record of 95, 25, and 4, six league titles, two undefeated teams, a 21-game winning streak. I went through his obituary. It shows that he actually coached at UB. So uh, he will be missed. He's a Hall of Famer. And he has this quote. It's an excellent quote, and it rings true to this day. He says, you will never get rich as a coach, you never get rich as an educator, but you get rich with the experiences and friendships. And that, Dan, I'm sure you can uh, you know, speak the same way because you've been coaching for quite a while. It definitely rings true. So he will be missed out of Section 5. I want to make sure that we mention his passing. Bobby Carnavalli was here last week. Um, the Butler-Mitchell All-Star Games for Boys and Girls are going on today at Kenisha's High School. The girls tip off at 12.30, the boys at 2 p.m. So with that, news and notes, I probably for, I did forget something. Ken West, uh, Ken East Baseball, mattress sale today. Need a new mattress? I'm good, I think. All right. Well, if you're in the Kenton area, uh, Johnny Haynes and Les Simon, that's why he's not here, they got the mattress sale going on. Uh, we'll be talking to Tom Prince in just a little bit about baseball, but before we do that, we have to pay our respects to this wonderful bowling team from Cheektawaga. The girls varsity bowling team is here. We have I'm going to butcher their names. Paige Onisk. Onisk, Onisk. <laughs> You know, we rehearsed that before we went on. Yeah. All right. And Krista, I'm not even going to pronounce it. I should. Hoctor. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. They are here along with head coach Dan Kaplan. Let's run through the season here. Dan, you were a little worried heading into the season, if I remember, but you thought by the end of the year, you girls, your girls. Would be able to turn it around and make a nice run at states, and here you are, state champions. Uh,
4: yeah, very, very proud of them. They came in this year. Um, they won sectionals last year, so coming in, everyone was back. So obviously, we, we knew there was an opportunity. Uh, and the state decided this year it was the first year they're going to break the bowling into uh, large school, small school divisions. So um, Chiekoaga is right below the 600 cutoff line that the state set. So. Uh, on top of having everyone back then, they finished third overall last year. Now they've eliminated the large school teams like Orchard Park, Niagara Falls, Frontier. So that kind of opened up the door a little bit more. So um, I knew they had an opportunity to, uh, to at least win sectionals and possibly go to states. And um, during the season we had a couple uh, speed bumps. We had the two girls both sitting with me today. Both suffered broken fingers on their bowling hand. Uh, one of them did it in my class, trying to die for a volleyball, but that's another story. <laughs> <of> that <day. laughs> but um, obviously when, when sectionals came around, they were healthy, and right before sectionals, they we entered a tournament, and, um, and they won the whole thing. And this was against Orchard Park and Frontier and all those top teams. So that kind of, uh, I think it gave the girls a little confidence, and it kind of opened up their eyes that maybe they do have a chance to do this. And then they... Um, they won sectionals and um, it, it took them to states where anything could happen. And you know what? They uh, they stepped up real nice at states, so it was it was a good experience. And I'm I'm happy for the girls and um, yeah, they they deserved it. They put in a lot of time.
2: Girls, when you found out that they were going to split it up into large school, small school, did that give you a little bit of extra motivate, extra boost that you could actually make it to states? You it was really open for you guys.
4: Um. Yeah, I definitely think so. We definitely thought we had a lot better chance to go when they split it up than we did before. Right before sectionals, the tournament we went in, it uh, was called the Section 6 Invitational, with everyone that was pretty much going to p- compete at sectionals. But they, on top of winning against even the large schools, the closest small school was about 500 pins away. So I think kind of walking out of that, just looking at the numbers and the fun thing about bowling is numbers don't lie. I mean they, they tell a good story, not the whole story, but walking out of that, I mean that they were brimming with confidence and so were so were we as coaches. We kind of felt, wow, that kinda of shows they could they can run with the best teams, division one or two, small or large. So that was kind of the big eye opener for
1: us. Now I know it states it's a little different for those that don't follow bowling. Do they like build a Bowling alley, sort to speak, or a central location for everyone to come to. Because I saw a lot of pictures on Facebook, Twitter about this location. It looked like the mecca of bowling to me. Where was it? And just talk about that experience in the venue.
4: Uh, this was kind of a once-in-a-lifetime experience this year. Normally, it, it's in a regular bowling house. So, like two years ago, Buffalo, we hosted it at Airport Lanes. It's always when it's in Syracuse, it's in Strikes and Spares, which is one of the biggest houses but this year USBC and actually as we speak they uh they they usually bowl on the west coast. They usually bowl in Reno or Vegas where all the pros come for like 2 months. They they pick their time when they're coming. So they literally build it. Well, they come to the east coast once every 15 to 20 years. This year they chose Syracuse. So when we as a state knew it a couple of years ago they were coming to Syracuse, we um our representatives from our state went to USBC to see if we could get on those lanes. So we actually, the kids got on the lanes, they came into the On Center in Syracuse, they built it, and the kids actually got on it before the pros, who are now on it every weekend now for the next two months. But, uh, so it was, this was a special experience. This wasn't just in a regular house. This was, this was like a Mecca. This was a a once in a lifetime, I think if you ask the kids, they they all kind of walked in all wide-eyed because above the lanes were big, lit scoreboards with their names on them, I mean, it was, it was special, and there, there's. If you go on some of the websites for USBC, it'll show you how they built it piece by piece. Yeah. So it was the the kids that went this year really got an extra special experience. It's one thing to go to states, but this year was was special.
1: The other thing was we had uh, New York State Section Six hosted states just a couple of years ago. Now is that bid every year, every three years, like some of the other major sports? Um, and if so, when will it come back to Western New York?
4: They, they they they've changed in the last few years. Obviously, bowling's different because some of the sections don't even have houses big enough to host something as big as state. So there there really has been limited places, and Buffalo is one of them because the airport's big enough. Long Island has one. So as a section chair, I've kind of always talked with a Long Island guy that listen, I don't want to make that eleven-hour ride out to Long Island. He doesn't want to make it to Buffalo. We've kind of avoided, they, they, for a while they wanted essential, it was always Syracuse. Now the state made it, You, if you host it, you have to host it for three years. So Syracuse on the hook for three years. Now they're looking to see when their three-year term is up, uh, who is going to step in after that. And hosting it for one year is a lot of work. Uh, I'm not ready. Because you did it. We did it for one year. Yeah. Now they've made the commitment three years. So Coach Ventry and I, I mean, it's, it's so much work that – do we really want to do it for a three-year commitment? One, just beat us up. I mean, it's it's two weeks after sectionals, and sectionals takes a lot out of you. So yeah. we're not in a rush to do it, because I know if I do it for three years, I know Long Island is going to jump right on it. And then that means three long trips, and <laughs> it's a lot of work running it. and you, You're really calling out all your favors with all, all the coaching friends, and it, it takes a lot of work to do it. So. Sure. I don't know where it's going next. I could tell you where it's not coming next, and that's about it. It's not coming here, not in the next three years.
1: All right, Krista, your favorite moment from this past season, and you're graduating, are you going to bowl at the next level? What's next for Krista?
4: Um, I'm not going to bowling college just because not a lot of colleges have a good like bowling program, but I am going pre-med at some place that I haven't decided yet. And, yeah, that's it. My favorite moment um, was probably coming back and bowling in the tournament, the um, Section 6 Invitational, and beating Orchard Park and everybody.
1: Excellent. Paige, how about you? Same question.
4: Uh, My favorite moment was probably when we
2: found out that we were going to states at when we won sectionals. I think it was the eighth frame. I kind of figured it out. and I was just like, I was mad that game. So I was like crying because of the game and then crying because we won. But um, after, I don't know yet. I plan on going to college. Don't know what for yet. But we'll see.
1: Well, I mean, from all of us, we were rooting you guys on uh, from afar, if you will. Uh, we were kind of watching along on Twitter from the studio that morning. So we kind of knew what was going on, but it's tough, you know. So I know you don't want to bring it back because all the work involved, and I totally understand that, but when we were covering states for bowling, it was quite exciting for us to watch, especially the kids we had from Section 6 participating, and the Monsignor Martins too. We, you know, follow along them as well. But um, this was an incredible moment for Waga and I'm sure uh, something you guys will never forget. You're always going to be a part of a state championship team. Do you get rings?
4: We're looking into that now. Right. Uh, I, I think the school doesn't know what to do just because we've never <laughs> won a state title, so there's been no precedent in any sports team on what to do. Like, like there's banners in the gym for each team for sectional and division. And I'm like, well, there should be a separate one for states, and they don't, they don't know. So,
1: well, Dan, yeah, why don't you read off the other names of the girls that aren't here to able to join us today, uh, before we wrap up this segment?
4: All right. uh, first is, is senior Emily Crone. Now, Emily, Emily. Was high score for all of states at at this that that weekend. Not only for the girls on the division two, she outshot all the boys. So Emily had a career day and she picked the biggest stage to do it, and we're very proud of her. Emily was a six year girl, she finished sixth, fifth at sectionals, but states she went out and pretty much showed everyone that she was clearly one of the best in the state. So we're we're very proud what Emily did. Emily's had a good career with us, she's definitely one of the seniors we're going to (coughs) miss. Junior Caitlin Kirst, junior Sarah Hensinski, sophomore Emma Rome, and sophomore uh, Alyssa Chorzak. So wow. we got a little good core coming back next year. Obviously, the three we're losing are, are gonna are gonna hurt, but uh, hopefully, the experience with the girls that they had this year is gonna help us get us back there again. Because I think if you ask anyone that goes to states, you you want to get back there. It's hard to get back again. I mean, I see it every year as a chair, but. I'm hoping. I'm glad my girls got the experience with me this year. So it was, it was a good experience for me as the chair, but obviously being like a proud father here, having having the kids come along with and seeing them win was, was awesome.
1: Well, we really appreciate you guys coming on today. Uh, best of luck in the future, whatever you girls decide to do. Hopefully we don't uh, stop seeing your name in the paper. Uh, hopefully you continue bowling, and Dan, I'm sure we'll see you again. Well, but congratulations again. So that was the girls' uh, varsity Chikta, team from Wagga, the bowling team that just won states. Uh, about a month and a half ago or so. Um, and we're going to come back in the second segment with Tom Prince to talk about uh, Western New York baseball at the high school level. We'll see you on the other side of the break. No idea what song Derek's playing, but I like it a lot. WGR Inside High School Sports, Frank Wolf, WNY Athletics, along with my sidekick Francis Beck is in studio. Looking good as always. He's yeah. wearing shorts, but he's got a sweatshirt on today. Yeah, so you're pretty warm. Was it? Was this weather too cold for you? You had to put a sweatshirt well, on. Well, see, I'm actually going to be
2: going to uh, a soccer event tournament later today, so I'm okay. going to put on pants for that because I'm going to be outside for longer than two hours and it's under forty degrees. Fine. I met this guy at
1: band scheme years ago. We'll get into that another segment, another time. <laughs> Freezing cold. Anyways, Tom Prince, the man, the myth, the legend. How's the prospects doing?
5: Doing well. Doing well. All right.
1: It's been a while since we had you in the studio. Always a, always a favorite.
5: Always appreciate you guys having me. I really do. I also want to make sure I say something. Tony, we really miss you here. Please get better. I love to hear that you're going to be back in two weeks. Can't wait to see you. Can't wait to hear you back on the radio.
1: Real quick, before we get into time, he's going to go through all the conferences. i got to mention again, this Monday night is the Girls Basketball Banquet, Roger Weiss and myself, we've been putting this together uh, with a few others. But that's this Monday night at Iliot Apollos. 20 bucks gets you in at the door. You just pay at the door if you want to show up. We've already got 50, 60 people coming out. So it's a nice event. Um, we'd love to see you there. Uh, there's a little bit more. I'm missing probably a little bit of it. But, anyways, oh, um, Butler Mitchell's going to help us sponsor that event. Uh, so we appreciate them. But this Monday night, out at Iliot Apollos, the girls. The Western New York Girls uh, Varsity Basketball Banquet, uh, 20 bucks gets you in the door. We're going to recognize 26, 27 players, coach of the year, and someone is getting a nice award. I can't mention who, but someone's going to get a nice award that night. Tom, it's your show, man. What's going on in baseball Western New York?
5: Well, I mean, let's start right out with uh, ECIC1. So um, you're definitely going to talk about the leaders that uh, got to be the front runners off off to the race. has to be Lancaster out there. Um, when you're talking about, right now, a pitching staff that is so deep the way it is, you've got to look at them right now as as kind of the favorites.
1: When you say rotation, man, uh, the quarterback and Giordano, who I you said <laughs> threw a perfect game. Listen,
5: literally, um, Lancaster's right now down in Florida. Max Giordano has already thrown a perfect game down in Florida. Um, so you've got to, right now, look at them as as a top contender. Now you're not only that... You're adding a first-team returner in Tom Benarski, who's also committed to Niagara. 8-0 last year, a 1.174 ERA in 47 and two-thirds innings last year. He did um, pitch for Alden and is now transferred over to Lancaster. Boy, what an addition to that pitching staff right there. You've also got other commits. Johnny Rogowski, um, who's committed to C. You've got Alex Tambury, who's going to be at West Virginia Wesleyan, Division II. You still have Ben Damiani, Ryan Manzel. I mean, you're talking about stacked over there at Lancaster. Then you've also got, but you, what you got to remember is the ECIC is going to be deep when you're talking about how many teams are capable. You've also got brand new coaches in the division. You've got... Jeff Helmbrecht now coming to West Seneca West, who's going to do wonders with that program. You're talking about a baseball guy that is going to turn that program around and make some success that's out there. Um, he's going to have people as Connor Rylander, Anthony DeJoseph, Chase Chidowski, and Brandon Gum, uh, Gumilock, um as his key starters to be able to start his run that he's going to make. Will North, you got Max Zimmerman now taking over the helm over there was assistant coach last year, which will now be the head coach. He's got Joey Battaglia, who's committed to Niagara also, and he's got Johnny Hassler, who's going to be going to ECC, plus Luke Terry going to St. John Fisher, Austin Mann, and Brian Audel. So, again, another strong team that's going to be out there. And then you're talking about you can never count out Orchard Park. They're always going to come ready to play. Um, They've got an unbelievable transfer that came from Georgia. 6'5", Tom Evans, um, beautiful lefty swing. He will be a contender out there. In fact, you'll see him probably contend for the home run title out there for the amount of home runs that he's capable of hitting. Add to that, you've got Adam Ryder, Zach Mecca, Ben Shute, and probably to lead the pitching staff right there will be Josh Mateague. Um, And then you've got other people, Ryan Dietz, Josh Higgins, Colin Pitlack, and then I've got to throw it out there. My son will be pitching for them, Jordan Prince. Um, you've got Clarence, who are the defending champs out there. They've got a player who's going to be recognized here very shortly in Jack Putney. Yep. Watch out for him. You've got Michael Bryan and Isaiah Corey to add to that one. Frontier, do not count this team out. They've got a pitcher there that could shut down teams. Is Brian Norson? who will be a contender out there, especially on the mound. Um, The question is, will the rest of the pitching staff be able to support him? Because he can go out and shut out a team. Um, Brian Pianta, Alex Heam, Connor uh, Eisenman will also be there for Frontier. And then last, you've got Jamestown. Some of these names you're also recognized from other sports. Andrew Pumford, Matt Hill, Bryce Jackson, Drew Boggs, who came up through the Southtown's Travel League, is going to be someone I saw. And Chris Beardsley, you're talking about a team that could start making their turnaround, that is going to be. This is the team, when you looked at some of the JV programs, that this is where the strength started to happen, so Jamestown could start getting into the mix of things. But, like I said, hands down, I think Lancaster right now, you've got to look as the favorite. If we go right now to ECIC2, boy, stacked division. This is going to be a very competitive division. You're talking about Hamburg, West Seneca East, Star Point, and Will East are all going to battle for this division. It is going to be a tough division to come out of. You're talking about Hamburg. As far as offensively, one of the probably the top teams in the area, they're bringing back Jake Story, a first-team returner, 5.62 batting average last year's school record. And already down when they went on their spring trip, 22 runs scored in the first couple games of the year. They're ready to go take the the ball running and show offensively how they can compete. Dylan Crowley, Kyle Borrello, Ryan Hornstrom will also be added to the the Hamburg uh, contingent there. Boy, star point though, watch out. You're talking about three returners... Um, Aaron Chase, a third team returner from last year, 490 batting average last year. Adam wow. Ranke, a third team returner, 1.04 ERA and 26 innings pitched. Luke Kenyon, another name that's going to be out there, already committed to SUNY Fredonia. And then you got Jill, uh, Joe Deloso, who will also be uh, uh, one of the top players for the Star Point team. They are going to be tough. I'll tell you that right now. Watch out for Star Point. Sweet Home. Two twins that will need to be recognized over there. Sean Romanowski, Austin Romanowski, Tyler Edenholm, Anthony Frascatori. They will actually, um, I think they're a young team that will come on, but you're going to still be talking about, I think, Hamburg and Star Point will be um, of a higher caliber. West Seneca uh, East, Josh Sheehan, already committed to Alfred State. Vini Senemi, um, C. You're going to see the C class coming in. Not only did he win last year, you're talking about is already doing well this year. And now wait to see the class that he's bringing in. You see some of the names that we're already talking about as we go through here today. Um, Adam Stratman, Cam Whipper, and Adam Wojciechowski will also be added to the West Seneca East. Now you're talking about Willie, some of the biggest names that you'll hear that will be going to Division One. Charlie Mack, Joe Mack, both going or, uh, have already committed to Clemson. Charlie Mack, a second-team returner, um, as far as what I named last year. Andrew Calura, Brian Comerford, who's committed to go to St. Lawrence. Jeff Triple C, Nick Kiefer, St. John Fisher. Look at the names already committed to play. I mean, unbelievable that you're talking about this team here. And then add Andrew Calura, Drew Elliott, and um, Gunnar Weppner. And you're talking about a really tough team. I really think this is going to be between Hamburg, Star Point, and Will East. It could be who actually has the better pitching staff. I think if you look at pitching staffs right now, I give a slight edge there to Star Point.
2: And i got to think, with Will East, I believe they fell in the A-1 semifinals to their rival, Will South. So i got to imagine those guys got to be hungry to come back.
5: Absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, and then I did forget one team you do have Will South there. So I don't want to forget about Will South. you got Nick uh, Torgalski, Nick Huber, Matt Jacobs, and Josh Foster that will be uh, w- with them. Amherst also will be in that division. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get a lot of the data for Amherst, but uh, you're talking about this is a very solid division this year. Watch out what they're going to bring. Yeah. ECIC3. You're talking about Cheektawaga, East Aurora, Iroquois, Lakeshore, Lackawanna, Tonawanda, and Eden. And I know, Frank, you're going to want to talk about Tonawanda, so I'll leave that towards the last one. But you're talking about this could be a division right Mm. now where – oh, I apologize. ECIC3 is Cheektawaga, East Aurora, Iroquois, Lakeshore, Maryville, Pioneer, and Springville. Turned one extra page. I apologize about that. (laughs) really here you're going to talk about is watch out for Lakeshore. They are going to be a tough team. They are a pitching team led by Nate Lockwood, Jackson Quilos, Spencer Quilos, Aaron Freeman, and John Wilson. They will be a tough team, and you saw them last year do some damage. This is a pitching staff still young with juniors on here that are going to be real tough. Watch out. I'm going to tell you right now, the team that you got to pick right off the bat, though, is Maryvale. When you're talking about... Bringing back some of the people. You've got Deontay Mecca, returning honorable mention. Already committed to SUNY Fredonia. Hunter Desiderio, returning honorable mention. Connor Desiderio out there. Trey es- Esquilin, ECC. Paul Trippy Genesee Community College. Simon Kreichen Mark Bailey, ECC. You're talking about a, a huge amount of players that are coming back with a very, very strong pitching staff that you're probably led here by Paul Trippi when you're talking about oh. a pitching staff here. going to be really tough. Don't count out Springville, though. Springville brings a new coach to the, to the helm. Springville will bring Joel Lux as the new coach. You're talking about somebody who's been part of the Springville program at the JV level for years, have also been part of travel baseball. He will take that program to another level. His four players that are going to lead the way will be Austin Luck, so he actually gets a chance to coach his son. Dan Robertson, Jarrett Wolf. Boy, I love this Jarrett Wolf kid. He's a small player. You put him on the mound. You put him at second base. You put him anywhere. I love the things that I've seen him do over the years. And then Sean Wright, who's actually committed to play at Hilbert College. See Hilbert College, the news on them. (laughs) Big win over uh, D3, right? Yeah, over D3. Big win over a national power. Then, lastly, you've got Cheek Dewago, who we had in here, led by Tommy Zolanowski, who's actually committed to go to Alfred State to play not only baseball, but football also. Alex Sparabell, Luke Mortarello, and then they are also led by new head coach Matt Glowowski. Or Glowacki, I apologize. East Aurora, Alex Bassi, Lucas McLaren, Nate Mucci, and Tyler Phillips will be his core. And then Iroquois, Kyle Kwasniewski. Ben Ellman, Tyler Bird, and Colton Slade will be actually, you're talking about your core there for the uh, ECIC3. Mm. Iroquois is never a team that you want to sleep on either. They've got some very good programs at the younger age groups and have been always in the middle of the mix in any of their teams. But you're talking about here, I've got it right now. You've got an early pick. You've got to pick Maryville. The one other team that's in in this division is Pioneer. And I gotta welcome Dave Bunsey back at the helm of the new, as the head coach. Not new; he was kind of a co-head coach last year, but has kind of come back into the into the mix. he has been a great coach at the lower levels. I've seen him coach also take some teams to thing, and now it's great to see him taking that program back over again. Marcus Mack Williams, Cole Rogers, Dylan George, and Bryce Hedinger uh, will lead his core of players.
1: Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break here before we get into the next uh, round of teams we're going to talk about. It's uh, 20 to go, so, yeah, Derek, we're going to take a break right now. We'll see you on the flip side. Is that the Weird L version? <laughs> okay, just checking. Derek Kramer, behind the board, he's making this show go right. My main man, he's going to be here for the next show where... Nate Geary hosts Sports Talk Saturday, 11 to 2. We'll be talking football, NHL, all that good stuff. Hopefully, they will throw in a little Notre Dame in there playing tonight for uh, Frozen Four, which comes to Buffalo next year. Vic Nazo's in studio. The old Ken West grad played for Rich Brooks at Clarence. When he was uh, coaching at UB, Tom Prince continuing on with baseball, and Francis Beck is here, too. I'm Frank Wolf, WY Athletics. Tommy, what else
5: we got? Well, since I'm sitting in Roger's chair, should I do a morning, y'all? Do so Morning, <laughs> y'all. You know, I had to get that out for you, Roger. I know you're listening. <laughs> Perfect. So, listen, we're going to go right into ECIC4. We got, some, uh, we got a new coach in Alden, Joe Olaf, new coach, uh, his core, Brian Cebulski, Adam Wood, Lucas Jurek will be the core there. This division, I'll tell you right now, has to be you gotta look at DePew as a leader. What Dennis Crowley did there last year as a first year coach, taking that team into the finals against Alden, against Tom Bonarski, we already talked about, has done a phenomenal job. Watch what he does in his second year. You've got his core, Anthony Hammer, a two a third team returner and triple C already. Joe Pagano, Zach Buck, Jock Goss, Sean Miller, Ryan Hackett, Dante Dorenzo will be the core for Depew. The team, I'm going to tell you, is the sleeper here, a team you don't normally think about in baseball. Watch out, Lackawanna, everybody. Chris Switak already has nine Ks in a game. Alice Rodriguez already two three-hit games in a five-RBI game. Zach Flenger, Danny Elvers has a three-hit game already, and Eddie Bender already has a four-RBI game. They are going to be someone to watch out for this season. Eden, Colton Stets, Gavin Musilik, Evan Kelly, Brett Schmitz, and Marty Barnack will be your core at Eden. Cleveland Hill, you've got a already a, a Division I commit here. Brett Kuchanski, also third-team returner, going to Canisius. David Grant, Travis Hayes, Sean Jones, another name to watch out for. Alex Rojek will be the core for Cleveland Hill. For Holland. Watch out, Josh Radzak. team two returner of last year, 519 batting average last year. He will be the leader for Holland out there. Parker Bray, a catcher. Watch out for him. A very good, solid defensive player. Tyler Scheffler, Nolan Perry. And then we go to JFK where we've got two new head coaches there that will be comboing together. Sidney Casey and PJ Odrobina. Jake Branitsky, Mark Konzel. Mike Nowowski and Mitchell Fisher will be your core there for JFK. But like I said, watch out. I think Depew will be their leaders right now. Now we're going to go to the CCAA1 East. Allegheny Limestone Gators. Your core, Colin Strade, Sean McPhee, Roman Napoleon, Tommy Morin, and Grant Davis. Gowanda, Gowanda, huge addition to Gowanda this year. Trevor Mercado, an a, a, uh, honorable mention returner who's going to be at ECC. Great pitcher. You're talking about came from North Collins over to Gowanda Will be a huge addition to that staff. Then you've got the Kruska family, which has been huge down at Gowanda. you still got Andrew Kruska down there. Caleb Davis, Matt Smuda, Tanner Olsen, and Zach Smith will join that team. Olean, which is going to be tough. Also, brand new head coach Les DeGollier. Dylan Vincent, first team returner. 534 batting average last year for Canisius, and we'll be going to Canisius Commit. Lucas Chapman, Zach Parr, and Nick Crandall will be the rest of the core for Olean. Randolph, Jake Brown's committed to Jamestown Community College. Tommy Chapman, Josh Brown, Devin Foster, Isaac Hind, and Dakota Don- Donaldson will be a part of that core. Then you got Salamanca, Hunter McCauley, Austin Reyes, Lucas Mc- McKenna, Jarrett McKenna, and Carson Hoag. I think you've got to give the early nod right now to Olean and so as far as the CCAA1 East, especially when you got a player. Uh, the caliber of Dylan Vincent. But I'm going to tell you, don't sleep on Gawanda. Mercado could be a guy that could shut everything down. CCA two East, Ellicottville, Griffin Chuddy, Austin Grinoles, Frank Neff, Steven Rowland. Then you got Franklinville. You know this is the name everybody's been waiting to hear. You've heard it now for all the sports that he's done. Brock Blecha is what we want to make sure we get that right. <laughs> But a four fifty-three batting average last year, a 1.55 ERA in 49 innings. Team 2 returner, watch out, could be a player of the year candidate. Jacob Peters, Ben Mooney, Isaac Con- Connor Burrell is, will round out Franklinville. Frewsburg, love this team. This team is a very solid team, well-coached team. Reed Bork, Aaron Hare, Mark Mamosor, and Trent Gray will be your core for Frewsburg. North Collins, early off to a fast start, 2-0, two big pitching performances. Brandon Zelinski, 6-1 innings for 13 Ks over Dunkirk and a two-run single to win the game. 4.46 batting average last year, .085 ERA and 33 innings pitch, a second-team returner committed to end Triple C. You already have Anthony Nova, 6-1 innings with 10 Ks, a no-hitter combo, with Tanner Loretto, who's also going to be a big thing there. And Nick Warrenowski will be also round out that team. Brand new coach, Scott Gill. Scott Gill's also coaching in the Southtowns League for us at a 10U age group. This is somebody, he's going to be there for a while. Watch out, North Collins already off to a fast start. Pine Valley, Dakota Loop, Brody Sirku, Corey Ellis, Kevin Hump, Trent Mil- Milhalko, Stephen Crisante, and Jack, Zach Mansfield round out that team. I'm going to tell you right now. This could be between Franklinville and North Collins. But I'm going to tell you because, because Brock could completely shut down the team. But I like this North Collins pitching staff. CC1 West, Chautauqua Lake, Kyler uh, Maka, Devin Pope, Bryce Rowe, Cody Triana, Falconeer Wood, Nate Abbey, Ben Trader, Bobby Samuelson, Fredonia is stacked here. Ryan Merzoka, SUNY Brockport, 433 batting average, a third-team returner. Reed Tarnowski, a 1.67 ERA in 43 innings last season with 64 strikeouts. A second-team returner. Derek Walters committed to NCCC. Seth Schrader committed to Westminster College. Trey Schwartz, head coach Vince Gullo, 17 years. you got to like Fredonia. Maple Grove, John Harrison, Easton Tanner, Zach Trim, Darren Valancourt. Silver Creek. Another team to be reckoned with, watch out. Zach Ryback, Brockport, has been committed to play football. Sam Mullen, catcher, C. Steven Romanick, uh, Alfred State. Tom Goffo, ECC, and Alex Bo- uh, Boguson. Southwestern, Mitchin- Mitchell Pascarella, an honorable mention player from last year, returner. Cole Snyder, the name that you've all heard from the football realm, will be there in baseball. Luke Keel, Brian Burns. Dunkirk, Devon Farman, De DeJesus. Philip Messina, Cody Leeper, Danny Williams, and Jared Glowenak will round out that team. I still got to give the nod right now to Fredonia in that division, but watch out, Silver Creek could be a sleeper. And in Southwestern, you never know with some of those athletes that are down there. The CCAA a two West, we have Panama, Ryan Jocelyn, Garrett Franson, Brandon Cook. For Westfield, Brett Babcock, Luke Kowiski, Brady Newsom, and Colby Bills. Westfield should be the leader in the clubhouse there.
1: Mm. Uh, I know we didn't even get a chance to get to NFL, Tom, so we're going to have to definitely bring you back to talk about my boys at Ken West that are going to light the lamp uh, this year, so to speak. I know they got a really good team, much better than your Kenny's Bulldogs, Francis. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Just kidding. I love those kids. You and know, I and a lot those previews are also online, com. if you want to Read them on there. I know we didn't talk about Tonawanda, but I know that uh, Shane Foster, a kid who played there, uh, passed away suddenly uh, back in early March. Dave Rickey sent me this last night. They are going to retire his jersey in a very special ceremony coming up. Uh, Keep your eyes on it. Follow Dave Rickey. He'll have more information on that in the coming weeks. This is Frank Wolf for Tom Prince, Vic Nazo, and Francis Beck of WNY Athletics. We'll see you next week on Inside High School Sports doing softball.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,